0: Good morning, everyone, and praise the Lord. My voice, I hope, is clear, because I have been down since Saturday. I've had a bad flu and cough, but I hope you
1: are hearing me. Yes, we can hear you, Auntie Betty. Okay. Okay. Uh,
0: Our theme this morning is God with us to carry sorrow and grief. Father, I pray that as I share your word, someone, somewhere, will be spiritually healed. Your word tells us that by your stripes we are healed. Let our inmost beings, our souls that are wounded by grief and sorrow, be healed this morning in the name of Jesus. Be glorified Lord as we hear your word in Jesus name I prayed. Amen. The text is from Isaiah chapter 53 verse 3 to 4 and it reads He was despised and rejected by men a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief and as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our, tr- our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. Sorrow and grief go together, but there is a slight difference in the two. Grief is the name of the process that your heart goes through when you have experienced a loss. And sorrow is the emotion that your heart is feeling. The book of Isaiah has made it clear, anyone who is faithful to God must know how to face persecution for the sake of the righteous. And in Isaiah 50, verse 5 to 6, it says, The Lord God has opened my ears, and I was not rebellious. I turned not back. I gave my back to those who strike, my cheeks to those who pull out the beard. I hid not my face from disgrace and spitting. Isaiah 51 verse 7 says, Listen to me, you who know righteousness, the people in whose heart is my law. Fear not the reproach of a man, nor be dismayed at their revilings. In Isaiah, God's Son is not only suffering for righteousness, but also for the sins that all have committed as we see that in Romans chapter 3, verse 23 to 24. It says that for all have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. We see Jesus suffering for the sins he didn't commit, but he's going through it. Luke 18, 31 to 33 says, Jesus took the 12 aside and told them, we are going to Jerusalem and everything that is written in the prophets about the Son of Man will be fulfilled. He will be handed over to the Gentiles. They will mock him, insult him, spit on him, flog him, and kill him. On the third day, he will rise again. The disciples did not understand any of this. Its meaning was hidden from them, and they did not know what he was talking about. Many at times we cannot understand what other people are going through, not until we go through the same experience ourselves. Later on, the disciples suffered also for the the gospel's sake. We get the example of Peter. Peter's death was predicted in John chapter 21, verse 18 to 19. Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you were old, you will stretch out your hands and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. Jesus meant that Peter would stretch out his hands on a cross, just as Jesus had done. Then he would be led to a place of crucifixion, a place where you do not want to go. It was the Roman custom to first tie a criminal, outstretched arms, to the cross and then make him carry the cross to the site of crucifixion. John chapter 21, verse 19 says, this he said to show by what kind of death he was to glorify God. And after saying this, he said to him, follow me. He said to Peter, follow me. John explains that Jesus by saying this was prophesying the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Jesus, by his death on the cross, glorified God, according to John twelve twenty three. In the same way, through obedience, suffering, and death, Peter would also glorify God. So also, should it be the, the concern of each one of us to be sure that however we die, To add, however, we die, our death will bring glory to God. God will be glorified if we remain patient, if we remain faithful and loving to the end. According to the writing of the early church historians, Peter did indeed die on a cross. It is said that he asked the Roman soldiers if he could be crucified hanging upside down because he did not feel worthy to be crucified upright in the same way his his master had been crucified. Finally, Jesus said to Peter, follow me. Jesus had said these same words to Peter three years earlier by the show the, by the shore of the same sea of Galilee, where they were now standing. This was after the re- Jesus resurrected and he was telling Peter, follow me the second time. The first time is when he was called to be a disciple. Now, three years later, he's being called upon again that follow me. Mark chapter one, verse 16 to 17. But Peter had not followed well Now Jesus was giving him another chance after his resurrection. He was giving Peter another chance. But Peter would never deny the Lord again. Follow me. These words have come down to us through the generations. Jesus is still saying to us today, follow me. When Jesus called men while he was still here on earth, He did not usually say, receive me, or believe in me. He would say, follow me. To receive Jesus, to believe in him, means to follow him. So often we think that all we have to do or be as Christians is to receive Jesus and his blessings and to be a member of his church. But the Christian life means more than that. It means to follow Jesus. It means to get up and go where he went. And where did he go? To the cross. And if we are truly his disciples, that is where we too will go. According to Mark 8 verse 34, which says, And Jesus calling the crowd to him with his disciples, he said to them, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Meaning we too will have to suffer and perhaps even die. Carrying our own cross means car- carrying it to the place of execution. Around 16th November this year, 2023, it was confirmed that, in the news that 229 Christian missionaries were executed in Afghanistan by Islamic Afghans. They were, their heads, they were beheaded. You would see them bend and they cut off your head. They covered their faces. They kept on asking you, do you still believe in that name? If you say yes, they cut off your head. 229 missionaries and another incident happened also in, in Kenya. Anyone help us mute? Thank you. Another incident happened in Kenya. It happened where you a taxi was traveling from Nairobi going to Mombasa and in the middle of that route, they stopped a taxi and they told the people, "If you know you are a Muslim, get out of this taxi. If you know you don't you are not a Muslim, you stay in the taxi. And then those who stayed in the taxi in the taxi, they took them and nobody knows their whereabouts. These things are happening. If it comes here, you don't just bind, I bind, I break, I rebuke. No, we must know when such things happen, why are they happening? Time will come when we'll be persecuted for the truth we profess. We should be ready to follow where Christ went. Back to our theme, God with us, to carry sorrow and grief. Exodus chapter 2, verse 23 to 25 says, "During those many days, the king of Egypt died, and the people of Israel groaned because of their slavery, and carried out and cried out for help. Their cry for rescue from slavery came up to God. And God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. God saw the people of Israel, and God knew them. Meaning, God remembered them. He remembered his covenant, and he saved them. So when we go through troubles, God hears. When we cry to him, he hears and he understands. He has been where we have been. He has walked where we have walked. I have a testimony concerning my late sister. In 2020, beginning of 2020, she called me. She said, I have something to tell you. She was living in Imbarrara. That's where their home was. So she called me. She said, I have something to share with you, but I, want, I don't want to say it on the phone. You need to come. But that season I was so busy, I told her, I'll come end of of February of 2020. And before February ended, that's when the lockdown came up, COVID season. But in June, when there was an opening, I went and met her. When I went to visit her, she told me, you know, I I came to Nakasero Hospital. I uh, that was 2019 towards the end. I was diagnosed with a cancer of of lungs and it's stage four. But God has promised me I will not die. She 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 said it's God gave her some 118 verse 17 and 18 it says i shall not die but shall live and recount my deeds of the lord the lord has disciplined me severely but he has not given over me over to death so she kept t- whoever would come to see her she would tell her the same the lord told me i will not die i will live i will not die i will live I spent there one week, then I came back to Kampala. And in August, same year, on on the 13th, she passed on. Eh, said, the one who said do not die, now how come she has gone? But following the incident of her death before, before she died, the children told me, mommy caused us to sing for over an hour. They sang and sang until they were tired. And she told them, You who have the breath, you can't worship him. You, you, me, I just grasp my breath. But you 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 have the full breath and you can't sing. So they kept clapping and the other one playing a guitar, but she continued singing. Her last song was Tuna Kusin Sang She sang and sang and sang. And when she kept quiet, they thought she was tired. Kumbe, she had gone home. After hearing that, that's when the Lord returned it to me and said, she's not dead, she will live forever because she's with me. That's when the scripture made sense after, because I had questioned you, said she will not die, how come she died? But after hearing what happened before she passed on, then that comforted me, I was comforted. And I said, God, you are faithful. Indeed, she's in your bosom. She sang her way home. So, As followers of Christ, we have a true living hope in the Lord, even though things are not turning out as we expected. Psalm 77. When when people are walking through grief or sorrow and are struggling with depression, they have the wrong thinking. Even if the person is thinking about God at all, God's word should take over. When God's word takes over, you find comfort, you find peace, you find joy, because his word is true. He does not lie. Psalm 138, he exalted his name and his word above all things. You want answers? They are in his word. You want joy? You want whatever you want? It is in his word, and he can't act beyond his word. And his name. Even the word is exalted above his name. What are the benefits of grief? Let us look at the benefits of grief and suffering. There should be benefits in as much as we are suffering, but there are some good lessons we can pick from it. Grief brings wisdom. When you read Ecclesiastes 7, verse 4, grief brings wisdom. Grief teaches obedience. Grief and suffering—they teach obedience. You can find that in Hebrews five eight. It says, "Christ learned obedience through what he suffered." You suffer some situations. In those situations, there are good lessons, positive lessons to pick out from what you are suffering from, and they help you to grow. So Christ suffered. He learned obedience through what he suffered. Suffering and grief draws us near to God. Psalm 46 verse 1 and Psalm 147 verse 3. And number four, the experience of grief and suffering reminds us of our limitations and so we turn to God for comfort. We realize we can't do it ourselves. Here we need a help of another hand. Then we turn to God for comfort. Matthew 5 verse 4. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. How will you know the comfort if you've not gone through the challenge? that needs to be comforted. That's when you know, hey, comfort is good. You know, when someone goes through such, they need to be comforted. We see our friends in, in trouble. We see our friends going through challenges. We come and and we are around them. We comfort them because we know what it means. At one point, you are also comforted and it worked well with us. So that's why we go to comfort others. Second Corinthians 1, verse 3 to 4 says, Praise be to the God, our Father, of of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in trouble with the comfort we we ourselves have received from God. Number five, suffering and grief causes causes our focus to turn toward God and to turn and look into our inmost parts within ourselves that otherwise we would ignore let me say it again, suffering and grief causes our focus to turn inward Inward us, we focused on God, and then it helps us to turn inward to face those parts in ourselves we might otherwise ignore. It helps you to the uh, Baganda say Okoba torch. You you bring it to yourself inside you, and you begin to search. There are things you wouldn't give attention to if you have not gone through a certain situation. So you 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 withdraw within. And pay attention to some parts of our inmost being that we would ignore. God can use suffering and griefs to develop us into better people, the people who can love and enjoy him forever. That's Romans 5, 5, 3 to 5. Say suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character and character hope. That is hope of eternal life. To rejoice in the glory of God is easy. To rejoice in our suffering is very difficult. However, Christians rejoice in suffering and hardships because they know that such suffering is ultimately for their own good. Romans eight twenty eight. Number seven, suffering and grief produces joy in the Lord. John chapter 16, verse 20 to 22. It says, truly, truly, I say to you, you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy. When a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has has come. But when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish for the joy a human being has been born into the world. So also, you have sorrow now, but I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy away from you. Jesus told his disciples that they would weep and mourn for a time. They would weep and mourn because of his death. At the same time, the world that is, that is the unbelieving men and women, which he says it's the world, the unbelieving men and women of the world would rejoice that Jesus was dead. But then Jesus said, Your grief will turn into joy. Jesus' death will bring them grief. His resurrection would bring them joy. The grief of the disciples would be like the pain of a woman in childbirth. The pain of childbirth is soon over and is replaced by the joy of having a new child. The same way, the disciples would grieve. The three days. Then Jesus would rise from the dead and come to them. He would breathe on them, and the Holy Spirit would remain with them forever, according to John fourteen sixteen, and give them a joy that the world could never take away. John fifteen eleven and Galatians five twenty two. In a nutshell, the Holy Spirit is a deposit in us, gives us hope, comfort, and joy that is eternal. When our Lord Jesus returns in Revelation 21 verse 4, the God with us will wipe away every tear from our eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, no crying, no pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. Hallelujah. We thank God for his word. God will wipe away the tears from our eyes. Yes, sorrow may last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. We give God the glory. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word. It's the spirit of God that brings comfort and you are with us. You will never leave us. You say that never will I leave you nor forsake you. You are always with us to comfort us, to encourage us, to teach us, to guide us, to to lead us in all truth. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you that you've not left us as orphans. In as much as our earthly parents, some of them have gone, our friends, our relatives, you've not left us. You are always there to comfort. You are always there to encourage. In sorrows and troubles, you are always available You say, whoever calls upon your name will be saved. Saved from what? Saved from many challenges of life. Saved from sorrow. Saved from grief. Saved from trials. We are grateful to have such a friend and a God as you. We are very grateful to have such a God and such a friend. What a friend we have in Jesus. What a friend. We give you all the glory and honor. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen.
1: Have a blessed day. God bless you. Thank you so much, Auntie Betty. Let us continue in prayer. Father, Mm -hmm. in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we thank you because you have spoken to us this morning. We receive your word, my Lord and my King. Father, in the same spirit, we want to pray for Auntie Betty, who has ably brought your word to us. Lord, may you bless her, may you refill her, may you grant her quick healing of her uh, throat. Uh, We pray in the mighty name of your son, Jesus, that she will be favored when she goes out and when she comes in may you bless the work of her hands may you bless her ministry may you bless her family i pray that she'll continue to go into your likeness in the mighty name of your son jesus christ um mrs betty galabzi has reminded us through the spirit of god that we are called to follow our lord jesus christ we are his disciples In this season, we continually reflect on his words, as the speaker has reminded us. Our Lord Jesus Christ bore the the pain he suffered. He was rejected because of my sin. He died because of your sin, Um, the punishment that he did not deserve. Think through this morning, that sin that is still lingering that draws you away from Christ and bring it to his feet this morning. May the Holy Spirit remind us, may the Holy Spirit remind me. Father, where I have walked unworthy, have mercy on me, have mercy on us. May your spirit prompt us to continually reflect We've grieved your Holy Spirit. We've grieved one another. King of Kings, you're reminding us this morning that we are your disciples. We ought to be holy. We ought to be pure in heart, in deed, and in thought. King of glory, such as this morning, renew our right spirit within us, Lord. Have mercy. Lord, where we've turned our backs on you, Will you have mercy? You were rejected because of us. Father, have mercy. You were despised because of our weakness. You're a man of sorrows. Have mercy upon us. King of glory, may we know the reason that you came. May we know the season that we are in. May we continually seek to be right before you. Father, may you come down and cleanse us of all rebellion, the sin that has continually been seen in the church, in the society, in the nation. May you carry it away. May you intervene. King of glory. Have mercy, Heavenly Father, upon us. You came that we may be whole. You came that we may find healing, spiritual healing, physical healing. Heal our nation, heal the church, heal us as individuals this morning. Restore us, King of glory, in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ our speaker has reminded us that even in grief, our Lord is in our midst. May we know that he's with us. Even when we face the storms daily, we, like our Lord Jesus Christ, went through dark moments. As disciples, we are going to go through these dark times. May we look to Jesus in time of grief, and may we understand that he's with us, he will not leave us. May we not grumble in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us not to grumble. Help us not to complain, but strengthen us, knowing that joy comes in the morning. Father, may you continue to comfort us and to show us the way. Grant us your spirit of wisdom and your spirit of obedience even when we go through the valleys. May you strengthen us, Lord Jesus, to continue strengthening others. Remind us, Holy Spirit, to comfort those who are going through trying times. We remember in this season, those who are in prison, those in hospitals, our neighbors who have nothing to eat or drink. Father, I pray that in this season, we will have compassion, and reach out to your children out there. Spirit of the living God, may you speak to each one of us this this morning that our eyes will be on you in every area of our lives. May we continue to, to be holy, to seek to be holy, to seek to bring reconciliation, reconcile us, reconcile the body of Christ Reconcile us, Lord, as ministers, where we've gone wayward, King of glory. We invite your Holy Spirit in this season to reconcile us. Lord, take away the bitterness. We nail it on the cross, the division, the spirit of discord. We nail all this on the cross. Father, may we suffer with those who are suffering. May we remember to put the needs of others first, King of glory, in this season. We turn to you, Heavenly Father, because our help comes from you, our strength comes from you. Rebuild us, Lord, remold us into your likeness. And may your death be glorified, O God, in our lives. We thank you and we bless you in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ. We have prayed, amen and amen.